What's going on guys? This is Josh. Welcome to Explain. Here we talk about Star Trek and drink. Please like and subscribe after the video if you enjoy it. Now without further ado, let me explain something to you. The Naked Time is episode 4 of the first season of the original Star Trek series. It starts off with the Enterprise coming into orbit around Psi 2000, an ancient world that's now a frozen wasteland. They are supposed to pick up a scientific party below and then watch the planet disintegrate. Bach and a crewman beam down in some encounter suits and find the outpost itself is frozen. They take a variety of readings and determine life support was turned off and everyone is dead and frozen. One man was taking a shower fully clothed. There is all sorts of weirdness here. The crewman separates from Spock and continues his scans, but he has an itchy on his nosy. He takes off his glove and reaches under his mask to scratch it. There should be all sorts of red flags about this just built into the suit, but this idiot just contaminated himself. He continues working, but doesn't put his glove back on. Then some red shit drops on it, and he doesn't realize it. He scratches his nose again, and then puts his glove back on. Spock meets up with him again, and tells him to make sure they haven't contaminated anything. Herpaderp, what about ourselves, Mr. Spock? <laughs> Spock reports back to the Enterprise, and we get to the opening credits. Kirk is making his log about what happened, and Spock and the crewmen beam back aboard. They get decontaminated, but head to sickbay anyway. The crewman's name is Tomlin. He gets checked out, followed by Spock. Everything seems to check out, but Tomlin has an itch on his arm. They report that six people are dead, and that they need to review the tapes from the outpost. Tomlin looks at his hand, and a rattling sound occurs. Please note that this is the same rattling sound that happens whenever someone gets newly infected. The bridge crew view the tapes together and comment on it. Nothing seems to make sense about it. Also, can what happened down there occur up here on the Enterprise too? I don't know. Kirk gets a call from the bridge, and it seems the planet is finally breaking up. In the mess hall, Tomlin gets some food, but keeps looking at his hand and rattling. Sulu and Riley enter in for some refreshment of their own, and they go over to socialize with Tomlin. Sulu is going on about the benefits of fencing. Tomlin is ignoring him, so Sulu gently touches him. Tomlin says to back off, man. Quite a reaction. Tomlin gets up and pulls a knife on Sulu while Riley is dumbfounded. Tomlin keeps saying they shouldn't even be there in space. Tomlin begins turning the knife around as if he's going to stab himself, but Riley and Sulu wrestle him for it. They wrestle him to the ground, but he gets stabbed in the stomach on the way. Riley runs and calls for a medical emergency. The rattling is on Riley now. Later, they hold position around the planet as it begins shrinking. Riley is rattling away. And now, so is Sulu. Also, Tomlin is alive, but in critical condition. McCoy is continuing to work on him in sickbay. Tomlin dies, but they cannot figure out why. Kirk heads down to sickbay. Sulu abandons post a short while later to go to the gym. That's not like him. McCoy talks to Kirk about Tomlin dying. Only suppositions and guesses, though. Spock finally notices that Sulu is gone, and now Riley is acting drunk. He heads into sickbay and starts flirting with Nurse Chapel. He touches her on the chin, and the rattling occurs. Guess who else is infected? Riley leaves to a puzzled Chapel. Shirtless Sulu is now fencing down the hallway, chasing people with his pointy stick. Kirk and Spock think that it's now drugs, but they don't know how. They get a report about Sulu and his pointy stick. They see how whatever this is... It is bringing out the inner demons of people. Sulu attacks them on the bridge, but is dispatched by Kirk and Spock. Riley has taken over engineering. 
He wants double portions of ice cream for the entire crew. He begins singing an Irish ditty. Kirk runs to engineering and confers with Scotty. How to get in and stop Riley's horrible singing. How? Kirk returns to the bridge and a red alert is underway while Riley turns off the alarm system. McCoy reports that there is nothing to be found on the tests from the autopsy, but he is still running a few more. Scotty tries to engineer his way into the system with jumpers as Riley continues to sing. Spock heads to engineering to encourage Scotty. Forget the safety factor. Just break in there. McCoy is scanning Sulu, but has Nurse Chapel take over. But she is out of it. In with the rattling. She smiles and heads out the door. On the bridge, Kirk takes over navigation because one guy is laughing like a maniac. Riley continues to sing over the intercom, and Yeoman Rand comes to take over navigation. Uhura yells at Kirk about Riley singing, but they apologize to each other. Shit's nerve-wracking. Spock comes to sickbay to find McCoy, but he's not there. Nurse Chapel takes Spock's hand, rattle, 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 and he tries to seduce him a bit. She tells him she's in love with him. Spock turns and look at, looks at his hand like, what? More touching and petting and a little kiss, and Spock says, sorry. Just what a woman wants to hear when she tells a man she loves him. Sorry. <laughs> the bridge calls Spock, and he leaves sickbay in order to acknowledge. But he doesn't get a chance. He sobs a bit and walks away. Seems like Spock is infected now, too. Kirk is at engineering, and Scotty is able to open the door. They interrupt Riley and have security take him away. Scotty gets to work on the controls. In the halls, Spock is crying like a baby. He enters a briefing room. I guess just for appearance's sake, so the crew doesn't see him. He starts trying to prop himself up, and he talks himself. In engineering, Scotty determines the engines are totally cold. It would take 30 minutes that they don't have to regenerate them. They're going to crash into the planet in about 8. They continue to work, and Kirk tells him about a theory of mixing matter and antimatter in a new way that might regenerate the engines faster. But that's just a theory, Captain. In sickbay, Sulu is screaming while McCoy holds a hypospray. Whatever it was, seems to work. Sulu calms back down and is back to normal, even though he's puzzled. It turns out that the water of the planet below changed. It became an intoxicant called polywater. Basically, everyone is drunk. McCoy simply sobered Sulu up. Kirk finds Spock in the briefing room and slaps him silly in order to sober him up. It kind of works but Spock slaps him back and knocks him back like a ragdoll. They talk about how pretty Yeoman Rand is, but captains can't act. Scotty enters, and Spock tells him there is a matter-antimatter intermix formula that might work. He'll get it from the bridge computers. They leave Kirk in the briefing room. Eventually, he pulls himself together enough to head to the bridge. On the bridge, McCoy rips open the arm of Kirk's shirt, quite easily, by the way, and gives him the antidote. Kirk heads to his chair to sit down and prepare for the end of the world. He calls the engine room and tells them he's ready. Kirk looks longingly at Yeoman Rand, but doesn't engage. The Enterprise makes its attempt, and there is a screeching sound. She does not like what's happening to her, but it does work. They break clear of the exploding planet and actually are faster than any speed she's ever attempted. The chronometer is going backward. They're in some sort of time warp. They have helmed begin reversing power slowly. It works. They're back to normal time. They talk about the possibilities of time travel briefly, but they're going to pass up on that for now. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for watching Trek Explain. If you liked today's video, please drop a like and subscribe so you get updates on new videos. See you next time on Trek Explain.